morning and thank you for listening to the View from the Skies Military Transition Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sweeney. You can uh, visit my website, www.viewfromtheskies.weebly.com. There you can find all my social media links. Uh, you can find a link to this uh, podcast as well if you're, if you're listening on, on Apple and you want to go listen to Anchor, for example, to, to leave me a voice message. Um, so, so please, uh, you know, give me your feedback, leave me the voice message, uh, r- rate me, review me on Apple, or, or visit the website and give me your feedback um, because, that, because that's what it's all about. I want to make sure that we're getting all the information we need out there to the, to the transition and service members to make this podcast worth it for them. Last week we talked about military talent partners and we talked with Natalie and we had a great conversation about you know transition in general and, and what military talent partners can do for you. Today my guest is Brooks Johnson. He's a Salesforce developer and he's consulting at Athena Global Advisors. He's gonna share with us his background for, throughout his military transition. Uh, and today we're gonna to talk about MBAs and certifications. As somebody who, who has multiple certifications and also went out and got an MBA as well, he's gonna talk about the pros and cons uh, of each one and how to best tackle your growth, your development, and your selection of of how to go about and use your finite resource time to to make the most effective decision for you. Play up, play up, play up, hi-ho, lock and load. Good morning, Brooks. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan. I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you stopping by. So, um, you know, uh, give us give us uh, your you know kind of your personal professional uh, background a little bit. Lead us through what you did in the military and then what you do now, uh, so we can we can carry this into the the MBA versus uh, certification topic. Yeah. Um, okay. So I. Um... Retired 21 years active duty, about 26 total, had some, you know, guard reserve time, Um, enlisted senior NCO, career was kind of split between uh, infantry and then recruiting. Truly, I did not enjoy being a recruiter. Uh, It was good (laughs) for the family. I would say like all I kind of really knew when I left the military was I didn't want to do that anymore. And everything over the last couple of years has been a bit of a bit of a process. Um, so moved. So I retired. Gosh, it's hard to believe it's only been three years now because it seems like a lifetime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's been three years and maybe four years since you and I first connected on LinkedIn trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um and, you know, it, so I will say it for me, it's been, and I think this is true with a lot of 
I think probably almost every transition out of the military is kind of a series of pivots to kind of finding what you like in your comfort zone. So my first job, absolutely. You know what? Recruiting was a component of it. And I think for almost everybody, your first job out of the military is going to in some way relate to it's it's going to relate to what you did um, in the military, no matter how much you may want to change. Right. You can't rewrite your experience. Um, but it also had some tech components, and I enjoyed that work specifically on the uh, the Salesforce cloud platform. And I got more involved there. I think teaching myself to code, write code, software development. And you know, I know in one of the I've got a got an MBA on the side through a you know every Saturday for a year and a half, which was a long process. And now you know, I mean, three years later, I work as a uh, Salesforce developer. Uh, and, you know, it's weird, like if you would, if we had gone back three, four years, like this would not have been on my, what I do now, and I, I truly enjoy it, I love it, would not have been on my list of top 100 things I would do after the military. In no way would writing code have been, that was for geniuses from MIT, you know, uh, and yeah, somehow things worked out and, you know, series of pivots and finding opportunity and following the opportunity and uh, here I am. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, and there's a few things uh, I wanted to cover there uh, or, or highlight that you said that I think is relevant, not so much to the MBA certification discussion, but just for transitioners in general. Sure. Is the, is the, the first thing you said, you know, recruiting is what you realized you didn't didn't want to do, but, did but not want to do it ever again. You know, and, and that's and that's important because, you know, even I, I, I learned my my first job. I thought I knew what I wanted to do and I realized uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And that's why I plug programs like, you know, the, the hiring our heroes or, or mm -hmm. skills programs, um, you know, stuff like that where people get the opportunity to kind of try their fit and see what they want to do. So they don't, they don't have them, that mistake. You know, you have a set of your group of skills and you have to find out where they fit in. Um, and then where ultimately, like you said, where you want to go uh, and then grow, grow that gap, grow those skills that, that don't fit in, that don't fit in between the two. Um, and then it sounds like you did that. You just did that in a way that that you didn't expect that you were going to do that, um, so to speak. And, and yeah, and, and even that's something that that's something that I'm currently doing, you know, in my current position i work in supply chain but i'm i'm, I'm growing skills in, in human resources i'm growing skills and right. in, in services and i'm and i'm trying to find that this fit not in and my recommendation out there to people i don't know if it, it sounds like you support this but um you know do do side projects in in those areas that are interest you have your skills you have your, your yep. group that are fit but but volunteer to go work with other project teams to gain different skills and, and make those networks and, and connect in areas that, that, that you want to be in. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. And I, I guess to me, I think my lesson, you know, three years later is that the private sector is very much about hard skills. Um, you know, that's what the, all those, the soft skills that I think, you know, veterans tend to possess are fantastic. But as a mentor once told me, right, they are they are icing on the cake. Right. And I say this now, three years later, hey, I would I'd love to hire a veteran that was a, you know, a Java developer, but they got to be a Java developer first. Right. You know, um, so the um, 
you've got to, so it is, and I think there's a lot of hard skills you can master before you leave the military, but regardless, I think a book, I'm going to plug a book that I thought was really important to me or helped me out was, uh, it's called so good. They can't ignore you by Cal Newport. Mm -hmm. And the, I'm going to say the thesis of the book, right. Is that skills trump passion. And I still feel like I see a lot of people like, you know, you got to find your, your passion when you transition. Um, Newport, and I agree with this, kind of flips it on its head that, you know, what t- people tend to become passionate about is jobs that, I'm going to say, you know, do a few things, right? They pay well. They give you a degree of respect and freedom, you know, autonomy. Those are all the kind of jobs we want. But those are not really super common jobs. And they generally require pretty strong skill sets to get. And he's like, you know, if you develop the set of skills that lead you to this sort of job, you will probably become very passionate about it. Like regardless of, you know, he uses, I think Steve Jobs is a great example. Everybody, I think Steve Jobs is often used as an example of somebody that followed his passion, but nothing, if you look at Steve Jobs early life, there was nothing about this guy that screamed tech, right? I mean, it was more that he found an opportunity, followed it. And then, you know, as he developed skills, became very passionate about it. And I, you know, I mean, I use that in my own, um, you know, I'm very passionate about now something that, you know, three years ago, I didn't know existed. Um, mostly because, you know, I realize as I get better and better, it provides me with a lot of great opportunities. So um, I think almost anything, if you master the right set of job skills, I tend to believe that passion will follow because you get good jobs, if that makes it but. And I am not doing Cal Newport's book any justice. So, you know, go read the book. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and uh, there's actually, again, two things that I wanted to cover there. And, and the one is being, like you said, there, there's some things you can learn in the military. And there's some things that you, I don't know, I won't say you can't learn in the military. You mm-hmm. just don't. And, and my mind goes to, I spent a lot of time in operations, you know, and I became the PowerPoint guru. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't learn a, really a lick about Excel. Well, now flip it flip it now I'm, I'm in a corporate environment dealing with data a lot uh-huh. and, and i'm not using powerpoint but i'm not i'm using excel a lot so the easy things i think when yeah. you're in the military you, you you go okay let me let me just find let me find time to play with excel while i'm sitting here you know at the operations table for 12 Absolutely. hours or whatever the case is so so search out for those search out for those opportunities uh, is one thing i want to cover and then like, I was uh, I was amazed when I left the military and found out that you could do it more with Excel than like sort of list of soldiers by their last name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is an amazingly powerful tool. I just thought it was for sorting the alpha roster. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> or, or, or put together some sort of uh, yeah. liner, you know. Yeah, who lives in which barracks format. room. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's an ama- amazing tool. So, so find some of those things uh, when you're – you know, even thinking about transitioning, what your career is, and, and try to implement them in your day-to-day you mm-hmm. know, life in the military. The other one, uh, like you said, hard hard skills. So uh, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, having been a 10-year officer, it was kind of the, and I think most NCOs are in that position where it's, you're the jack-of-all-trade, master-and-none type feeling. And so we, yeah. we go out there and we think, um, you know, I have 50, 60 skills and I can do everything, you know, and, and, I, and I quickly realized, you know, I couldn't really do everything. So the approach I took 
um, after my after my first unsuccessful transition, I really sat down and listed. I took my master resume and I said, okay, what is this bullet really saying? This yeah. is a skill that says custom, customer service. Or this is a bullet that says relationship building, or this is a bullet that says data analytics or whatever the case is. And I started putting tick marks next to them. And then the ones I had six, seven, eight of them or whatever, I said, okay, that's a skill. That's a primary skill. Uh, and then the ones that I have one or two, I said, well, I might not be wanting to apply for these i might want to grow, find ways to grow these in my current career and then i and then i looked at those job descriptions of those jobs i was interested in and said okay i don't have this skill or that skill so now i have to find a way to to your point to go get that hard skill um so, so i'm able to accomplish that job because at the end of the day i mean like you said it'd be nice to hire veterans and take care of them but we you know this is business and and you need you need somebody with the skill you know yeah. it's not the give me the opportunity and i'll prove yourself that just it's just rarely yeah happens. it really is right if somebody's going to hire you for a for 100 grand a year you've got to you know add 200 grand worth of value to the company yep you know Absolutely. um and it's just i mean it's just the reality um and I think, yeah, too, so I, when I look at my first resume, right, like, yeah, super vague, super general, I'm going to say kind of that, yeah, that military fallback of, you know, experienced project manager. Um, but you have to be, and yeah, I think the military, I think you tend to have, yeah, that, as you said, that generalist mindset of, uh, you know, thinking like, I think initially, like when I first started my, you know, maybe five years ago, I think, you know, you would just show up at IBM and say, well, what jobs do you have? Oh, I could do that. Yep. You know, <laughs> I, I yep. could learn that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of weeks. I'll be good. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that at all. Right. You have to be hyper focused and hyper specific, I think, on exactly what you can do and how you add value. Um, and yeah, I mean, my my first resume was, you know, honestly, no different. I mean, you could. You know, you could read the whole thing and have no idea, like, exactly, like, what it is I do, right? You know, and, you know, project management, I, I mean, I think that's a great one, right? Because it's, I think, you know, yeah, I mean, all military leaders are project managers. But again, you know, I mean, in the, you know, in the private sector, right, they're looking for a project manager with this many years of pharmaceutical experience or this right. many years you know, your aviation, right? This many years with, you know, in aviation, nobody's looking for a project manager. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, they are even, looking for somebody that's installed elevators for five years. Yeah. Well, and, and to, to your point, I mean, a project manager from industry is, is, that's the one thing I learned, you know, a lot of people get out and they say, well, I'm a, I'm a project manager. I'm a program manager. Yeah. And I said, well, well, I mean, that's, that's great. That's that, yeah, you can plan an air assault or whatever, but it, and, and don't get me wrong. It takes a lot of detail and time and effort to do that. But For sure. How does that correlate to building a bridge or how does that correlate to manufacturing or how does that correlate to, you know, pharmaceuticals yeah. to your point? I mean, the, 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 the term project manager, you know, is just different from industry to industry more or less, you know, so. And so. I totally agree. And I mean, I think that's where you see, I think project manager or, you know, I mean, I think myself, right. Like there's a lot of, I see a lot of veterans where um, I'm looking for a career in operations. It's yep. the thing, I mean, operate, you know what I mean? Operations is not a career field, right. And just like in the military, right. You know, you may be a fantastic infantry 
you know, S3. Uh, and no way does that qualify you to be an aviation, you know, operations yep. guy or to work on a submarine. You know, it's it's, um, you know, a, you know, operations is very specific to the industry you're in. It's not, you know, operations and management are not their own kind of separate career fields and just like i remember like when i got my because i know we want to like i got my pmp when i was getting out i don't know if it really ever did me much good but you know i think some really good advice i got you know on linkedin and the veterans mentor group was to remember that the uh project manager is a rank not a mos right not a career field so, you know, like getting your PMP does not now mean you're qualified to like, you know, you're you're in the career yeah. field now. <laughs> right. It's it's a rank that you hold after so many years, you know, in the in a specific industry. Let's use that to to segue into the topic that we that we chose to discuss today MBA uh -huh. versus certification. So so kind of run us through your background, because I, I know you got certifications and you got the MBA. And yeah. let's talk, let's talk first uh, pros and cons about, about certifications and then we'll go into pros and cons about MBA. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I do have uh, an MBA. I went through the executive MBA program at Suffolk University here in Boston and I'll plug Suffolk, uh, good program, super, uh, very generous uh, yellow ribbon program. So, uh, you know, to help uh, defray the costs. Uh -huh. um, so I have my, I got my, that was about a year and a half of every Saturday. Got my MBA there about a year ago. Um, while I was in the process of transitioning, while I was still in uniform, I got my PMP and a Lean Six Sigma Green Belt certification. And since I've been out, uh, I have earned, you know, like seven different Salesforce certifications to work on that cloud platform. So, you know, obviously my focus lately has been, you know, for the last couple of years, IT develops, you know, software development. Right. So, yeah, a lot of certifications, a lot of, and, and one, and one degree, I guess. Okay. So, so let's talk, let's talk about MBA. Um, mm -hmm. pro, pros and cons. Uh, what, what have you used uh, since you've obtained your MBA? Have you, uh, where has it helped? Uh, what, you know, so on and so forth. I, I guess yeah. where I'm going with this is, you know, I, I've heard anything from, well, if you don't get into a top 20, it's worthless to people just saying, I have to get an MBA to move, you know, move up the career ladder and feel like it's a necessary thing to do. And I just, just want your opinion on what, what an MBA, and I know it's an executive MBA, but what, yeah. what it's done for, what it's done for you. So, um, or has my... it done for you? My thought, so, I mean, I think maybe a good is just to talk about the quality of the school you go to first is, yeah, I mean, so I, I'm going to say, a pro, I, I think the MBA can be a valuable degree, but approach it with realistic expectations. Um, I think for a lot, and this includes myself at one point, like a little bit like the PMP, that this would be like the silver bullet in my chamber, right? Like once I had this problem solved, money would rain down from the sky, Um I think that is true if you are very young and at a top program, um, you know, that now you are going to, you're going to be able to take advantage of the internships and the networking and all those things. Um, you know, I mean, I was, I was 45, I'm doing it on a Saturday, right. And, you know, not a top 10 program. Um, so, you know, all those other, those sort of, those 
big benefits that come with a top program. I think you have to one go full time and, you know, be a little bit younger, I think too. So I think those are great for, you know, junior officers, junior enlisted, you know, that, you know, maybe did, you know, four, six years got out and they're on to the next thing in life. Um, I think, for me, so I mean, I, because I'm also, it, it was useful now, I think, as primarily as a, as a software developer, but I'm very focused on, you know, business processes and, you know, and business development. Um, so it, I think it is a consultant to things. I think it sometimes lets me ask smart questions or better questions, right? When we're designing software that, you know, hey, you know, how are, you know, how are we going to account for the, the cost of goods sold? And how do we want to measure your marketing churn rate? And I think it was so, I mean, because it was kind of a, you know, I'm going to say it because it is a very broad generalist degree. And, you know, kind of going back to our earlier topic of it being very specific, you know, the MBA is, again, kind of a generalist thing. And I think As I think when I was looking at the news the other day, I think just in general, I think you see enrollment rates dropping. Uh, I think because, you know, the, the tech world does not value it as much as perhaps, you know, say banking and things may have in the past. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it was I, good. Um, again, I say approach it with reasonable expectations. Um, I really say go to go to a school with a, I forgot, I'll have to look it up, the right accreditation, um, avoid the online diploma, diploma mills, right, even though I know they are very easy to use your GI Bill with. Um, and yeah, I mean, it can, it can help you. But if again, you know, and I don't think any extra credential education ever hurts anybody. But um, yeah, unless you're going to a top, unless you're going to an elite program, you know, it, this is, it's not going to change your life. Money will not rain down from the sky. Uh, <laughs> recruiters will not tackle you in the streets because you have, you know, an MBA from state U. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's a great point. I appreciate you sharing that. And just to sum up kind of, you know, what, what I hear is, is it's less like to your point, if, if you're not that young, you know, top 10, top 20 school individual, yep then it, it's less about the, the marketing of yourself, less about the, the making those networks mm-hmm. and, and becoming the next CEO. But it's, but it's more about the actual education to, to understand how to run a business, yeah. to understand, you know, whether you're getting, you're getting into the, the data, the spreadsheets, the, the accounting and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, or whether you're getting into you know, really just the business. It's just a learn at the end of the day to become a better, yeah. well-rounded individual. So um, no, I think that's great. And then that's what I was going to ask and you covered it. And it was, well, I mean, I know personally, I, I hate learning online. I need to do face to face. So if I'm going to tackle an MBA, is it, is it, is it good to do it online? And by the sounds of it, if you're going for that education portion, then it, and really you no know, top 20 is going to do it really a justified online program anyway. So it sounds like, you know, the online thing is, is kind of a, a waste of time and money. So I mean, I think there are great schools with online courses. Um, I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's 2019, almost 2020, and every university in the world's got online programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so in no way do I want to say just online bad. Um, right. I, you know, I mean, I, I think there's 
some schools out there that are less reputable. I'm going to say that ha- only have an online presence. Um, right. I, I think there's plenty of very good brick and mortar schools with very strong. I've, you know, I mean, I live in Boston. I've taken online courses from, uh, from Harvard through their extension program. Absolutely fantastic stuff. So and I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish online, but I'm very skeptical of universities that only have an online presence. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense, you know, and, and, and to me, it goes back, um, you know, it goes back again to being able to, you know, if you need to, you can, you can walk in, you know, go, go walk into Harvard, you can drive, make that drive, go up there, yeah. you know, and, and, and get that face to face and get that interaction and, and use the resources there. So um, I, I, I don't know, I just feel that that's something that's, that's worth considering if, if you're looking at like, you know, I don't know, like a temple MBA online mm-hmm. versus versus the you know whatever Southern Illinois or wherever wherever you're living you know just that's something to take into consideration you're you yeah know, not so much the 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 weight of the program the name of the school but but how your learning plays into it as well and what you're trying to benefit and what you're trying to get yeah. out of the program I mean so for me right it was you know I, and I I you know I think all things being even yeah i i wanted to do a an in-person kind of experience um which is another reason i chose an executive program over say like there's a lot of hybrid right around so i live in you know massachusetts now that you know some would be online some in person um so this just but i mean it was you know every saturday for like 10 hours for a year and a half <laughs> you know? yeah it yeah. was it was pretty brutal yeah so um what has have you seen any results uh any benefit outside of the outside of um you just being more educated on on business practices since getting your mba um i mean i I mean i'm gonna say like do i feel like has anybody reached out and said specifically like you know hey you have an executive mba from suffolk university in boston you know we want to hire you no um and I, I think for most people, that's going to be honestly the case. I think it goes back to yeah. kind of that earlier. We talked about, you know, the hard skills and, you know, they, you know, that idea so good they can't ignore you is it's, it's just, you know, it's just more hard skills you're developing more of an understanding about, you know, how do we, how do we manage supply chains and queues and measure our churn rate for marketing and, you know, and which then lets me add those skills to, things that I can understand and implement in code and software. Um, so less of a, so how you know, I mean, I'm going to say less of a, I'm going to say not a silver bullet, but you know, one more great, you know, tool in the toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. And so, maybe, and I think yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, to cut you off, I'd say maybe if I have anything else that there, there is just, that as you know, as well as I like, there is no, you know, there's no magic wand. There's no silver bullet. It's, it's, it's a grind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's what I was going to say is I think that's just a perfect segue into, you know, we're talking about hard skills, hard skills. So now we let's transition into the certification mm-hmm. side of the house. So you got PMP, Lean Six Sigma, and then all their, your Salesforce certifications. Yeah. Um, let, let's let's talk about the pros and cons maybe of each one of those a little bit. Okay. And then just talk about the, the certifications in general uh, and how they connect to those hard skills. Okay. Um, so I'll, a real quick, so I'm, I'm a fan of Six Sigma training, regardless of whether you, that's actually what you, I think it's just a, a good understanding of some statistical analysis. And I think it's just some math that is 
useful to anybody in the business world. Um, or, you know, I think it's super useful in the military. Uh, so I'm, I am a Six Sigma fan. I think everybody should, should at least have a high level understanding of some of the maths there. Um, it will be useful to you. Um, PMP, to be honest, I, I guess I'm not actually a PMP anymore. I let mine expire. <laughs> right. So yep. uh, I did pass. Uh, for me, it was probably during my transition, one of the lowest ROI things that I did. Um, again, because, you know, like I, you know, early to our earlier conversation, I didn't have it's a the PMP is a great certification if you have specific combined with like industry specific experience. Um, you know, so you've got a PMP and you've managed software development projects for five years, you know, boom, you're golden. Um, but just a PMP, that's just, it's a very generalist thing. And without the right experience, probably won't do a lot for you. Um, yeah. And to, and to your point, I mean, it's, it's a title, it's the title. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, my, my story was I, I chose, again, I thought, Hey, hey P, I, I'm a, to your point, I'm a project manager in the army. So, uh, I use, uh, uh, I use my, my you know, I'm going to use this and go ahead and make myself more marketable. Yep. So I went into the veteran career skills program through, through Syracuse mm-hmm. I was working at PMI again at four, 430 in the morning, did all my, did all my, you know, went through all the, all the, uh, you know, online training, took yep. the first practice test and got like a 51. And I said, uh Oh, and then I reached out to a friend and they said, Hey, 51 on the first, first practice. That's not, not terrible. Yeah. You know, don't, don't go kill yourself or anything over it. Uh, then I randomly, uh, was selected to go to JRTC, uh, which I was not prepared <laughs> to do. And then Surprise. lost, lost yeah, I lost like six weeks there and then and then was pressed up against the window to get it done in my my whatever six month or year timeline. Um, but but my point is, is that I was getting in at that point, I was getting into, uh, you know, retail management yeah. and, and, and even now in in manufacturing. And I really had no place. I was getting it for the the resume bullet and I had no place because to your point, I had no experience really with project management in either one of those industries. And I wasn't really wasn't a project manager. So I kind of put the name, yeah. didn't, didn't end up getting the PMP. And really what I did was I just wasted valuable time. I could have been, you know, networking or, or, you know, finding another hard skill uh, yeah. to focus on. So I, I think that's a great point, you know, I, and don't get me wrong. I've seen people, become we had a individual came through here the hiring our heroes program and he he was an infantry guy got his pmp and he now works not as a project manager but he works in a construction company on a project management team and and he's using you know those skills that he learned there and he's going to grow his name and and eventually become a full-time project manager i would assume so um you know it it was relevant because but he knew he wanted to get into construction you know so so it was it was a goal-driven thing i don't want to Market. Yeah, I think I and I, I guess I want to just like there's things where, you know, going back, I'm say that I'm going to, you know, kind of that general like the so good they can't ignore you where like none of these. So like when I got my first job or second job after the military, like none of these particular like I I know that not one of these things was like this was the factor that got me hired. But I do think there's something to be said for especially I mean, that. That transition and finding that first decent job can be tough. Um, and it does, I mean, I think, you know, there is a, because you lack experience. Uh, 
And there is something to be said for just, you know, kind of the more education on certifications you, you rack up can kind of help counteract that lack of experience and, you know, demonstrate that, Hey, I'm, I'm smart. I'm a quick learner. I'm, I'm invested in this industry. So, um, while I never became a project manager and, you know, the PMP was never like my thing, I can't say that, you know, probably did, you know, having it on my resume, you know, probably did help me get some interviews and things. And, you know, I think once you, once you get the interview from there, it's, that's up to you. You know, the resumes get you interviews and from there it's really, you know, once you get through there, it's up to you and your interview skills. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, walk us through, uh, the, the Salesforce yeah. side of the house, you know, so, so it's something you didn't plan on getting into, mm-hmm. but you got into, and now you have seven or so certifications there. So and I'm going to, I probably, so Salesforce, if people are not familiar with that or your transition, Salesforce <laughs> is a very, very large tech company that specializes in, you know, market leading CRM software, um, you know, enterprise level customer relationship manager stuff. Uh, and I mean, even that doesn't do it. I think, you know, the, the probably the great vision of, you know, that the company and the CEO is that Salesforce will just become kind of the enterprise connective tissue of business. Um, so this was more of an example. So my first job, Salesforce was the, the, the cloud platform that they used. Um, and that was, you know, like I said, I never heard of it, right? So then I started, uh, got some exposure, and at that, I saw, hey, there's a lot of, lot of opportunity here. I enjoyed the work, um, and I saw this is for me was kind of like I was like, there is a truly a, a booming job market for Salesforce people, uh, and I'm gonna say there's a booming job market for tech in general. Mm-hmm. which is why I'm always kind of not all kind of, I am a big proponent of veterans looking at those fields. Well, because the, the, the supply and demand right now is so skewed. The number of qualified applicants is so low that it, it goes a long way towards overcoming your lack of experience. Um, just because right now, you know, and I think probably forever, um, people with those skills are, you know, in the driver's seat and the, in the, in the job market. Um, and they are skills that can be mastered or, you know, re- learned really well while you're still in uniform. You know, I mean, you cannot become a self-taught accountant, you know, <laughs> while right. two, two years before you get out of the army and you're an infantry platoon sergeant, but you can become a pretty solid Java developer. Um, so, for me, yeah. So, and this is I. So, Salesforce. I'm going to plug it. Shame uh, also has a fantastic veterans program called VetForce um, that provides a lot of great free training. Um, so, this I guess this was kind of where I swear I say, hey, there's a lot of opportunity here. I like this. I could master these skills, um, and I guess so. You know, you, you always have that. Now I have a couple of years experience and things are, you know, great. Um, and that's I mean, you always certifications without experience are always, you know, it's always a challenge. Right, Getting that first job when you don't have experience is hard, but obviously it's overcomable or none of us would ever get hired. You know, right. um, so and that's since I think go back to where, yeah, maybe some, you know, 
having three or four certifications and no experience is is okay, right? I mean, it uh, it shows you are clearly invested and you are learning, and it is the sort of thing that uh, helps you overcome that that bias. So I have seven now, um, but they are mostly related to work I really truly do and have experience in, you know, around coding and development on the platform. Um, but that was, I'm going to say, uh, I think for me, just kind of the big game changer also was that entry into into the, the tech industry. Um, and, you know, that ability to, I'm going to say, really kind of start to master the skills where you are now in an industry where, and this is, you know, I mean, it's Salesforce, but it's any kind of development. I mean, the, uh, I said where the supply and demand is just skewed um, and you can, if there's, if there's, only, you know, I mean, if there are, if there are five applicants for every open position, you know, obviously, you know, the, the employer can, they're in the driver's seat, right? And they can choose, it gets much tougher when you don't have experience. But if there are five positions for every applicant, which is, you know, much more like what you see in tech, um, that opens up a lot of opportunities for transitioning veterans that lack actual commercial experience. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jotting some notes down here, but, um, you know, I guess the, the summary of, of, of what I'm hearing is is there's multiple different kinds of certifications. And again, I, I hate to use the cop out, but it's it's for the same conversation we have. What are you getting your MBA for? Are you getting yeah. it to, to, to be that network, you know, grow that network uh, at, a, at a top 20 school? Are you getting it to be more educated um, And the same thing? Those with certifications, are you trying to make yourself more marketable mm-hmm. and, and throw a bunch of darts? Uh, just nothing. We're not saying anything's wrong with that. Um, uh, but to show your, your lifelong learning and your continuing yep. your education, or do you have, are, are you pinpointing a certification with a specific goal or specific direction, uh, specific career in mind? Yeah. And I, I think that kind of like, where are you at professionally, right? I mean, if you already have lots of industry experience and then a, a certification that's valued in your industry, absolutely, you know, the, the right step probably will make you more marketable, make you hotter on the job market. You know, you can ask for more money. Um, if you lack experience, then I think certifications have to be, you know, like they are. And I think even now when I have experience, right? I mean, I think a big part of, the reason I keep doing them is just to keep growing my own knowledge, right? It's, it's great to have one more bullet on the resume, but it's, it's more about what you learn. And even then when you, so, I mean, I forgot how many different possible certifications there are in the Salesforce industry now. Um, and I'll pick one out of the hat, like I'll use a, like a service cloud. So that would be the cloud for people implementing, you know, customer service solutions. Um, I know that I could take the class and I could study uh, and I could, you know, in a month or two, I could have my service cloud uh, consultant certification, but I've never done any commercial work (laughs) with service cloud. Uh, I would learn some stuff, but I, so like at that point, like I also realized it would very quickly vanish from my short term memory because I just, I just don't do it every day. Um, So I'm not, I guess I'm not always, I'm not interested in this, like pursuing certification maybe just where I'm at now, you know, for the sake of running up the total. Um, you know, it's more about making me 
continue, you know, like what can I do now that will, yeah, it makes me more marketable, but it also just makes me better at my job. Cause at, right. the, at the end of the day, that's how you become more marketable, right? Cause you're, yeah. you're just good at your job. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm going to use that to kind of segue my quick little where I'm at and, and, and where I'm at is I'm, I'm actually trying to move into the human resources mm-hmm. side. You talk about not liking recruiting and I talk about wanting to be more involved in rec- recruiting. So it's funny and ironic, but uh, 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 yeah, I've talked with many people within our organization and, and some of them have said, yeah, it's a long shot. You, you need to think about going and getting an MBA in human resources. Um, but, but most of them within, within my organization specifically have said, no, you're better off getting that experience um, so we can get you on a couple yeah. project teams here and there and then we'll get you to some 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 training, you know, some internal organizational training. So um, I think that's one thing to take a look at. Maybe it's harder when you're on on the outside trying to get in. It's still possible through informational interviews um, if you have a targeted company or, or um, you know, a targeted industry. But uh but once you're, especially once you're in, you know, every, again, every organization values something different and even yep. the individuals value something different. So you still have to continue to leverage that network and, and find out, you know, who's going to support you, how much leverage they have, and, and then to help you make that decision on whether you're going to, whether you're going to try to go get the MBA or try to get a certification or join project teams, because at the end of the day, time is a mm-hmm. finite resource, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, you have to you have to have a plan and manage it properly instead of just trying to please everybody, so to speak. Yeah. And if I, I mean, if that was, I think exactly what you said, right? If I was trying to, I know, pivot to HR and, you know, you see a lot of veterans because I know when I was getting out, it was like, oh, you should go into HR, which is actually, a you know, I mean, you've done training and you know, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Right. Uh, it's that is probably one of the hardest transitions to make is from the straight from the military to the HR because corporate HR or military HR are totally different beasts. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I would probably like, you know, I mean, if I already had, my, I, I think that's so much of like once you've got your foot in the door at a good company, right? If, if you're smart, and you're a hard worker, right? I mean, you can pivot and you can grab, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be trying to like, you know, are there HR related projects that I could work on or help with? And, Cause then you get that, exp- you know what I mean? Cause then you've got that actual, com- once you can add the commercial experience to your resume with the certification, I think, I think that changes everything. So, you know, and I mean, that was right. My first job, right. I mean, it wasn't really necessarily what I wanted, but uh, it let me get exposure to other stuff and start to build those skills and, you know, and I think for most veterans, you know, they talk about, I, I don't, you know, I think most vets, like what, 50% or something aren't at their first job within a year and a half, which I don't yeah. necessarily think is a bad thing, right? I mean, it's, you're in a whole new world, whole new industry, you're learning and, you know, and I think a lot of vets um, are probably a little underemployed or a little bit at the wrong place on their first job. And as you learn and grow, you're moving on to uh, something new that, you know, it's a kind of that process of professional growth yeah and i think in today's world i mean it's not just veterans too it's 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 everybody yeah. you know it's it's gone are the day of you know, i've worked 60 years with this organization you know there is there is other reasons and, and there is movement uh between organizations and, and people trying to figure it out um you know it's it's i guess just modern society yeah i know i mean so, the, the tech it, industry in particular <laughs> i feel like you almost never see anybody that was in a place for more than three years 
Right. So, uh, you know, I want to I want to sum it up and help me sum it up. Maybe I missed something or, or correct me if I misspoke here, but I got like five things I wrote down basically to sum up this whole conversation. And it was first thing is understand your hard skills. Uh, you know what you what hard skills you truly do have. Not not we're not talking the soft ones. And then understand understand yourself or what uh-huh. you want. Um, understand how to correlate those experiences. Uh, and then specifically if you're going after certification, um, so you can, so you can have some of that experience and background to grow and build upon or, or it rather, if you want to make that big giant pivot, um, then understand what certification is beneficial, beneficial to hard skill development versus, versus the, the marketability side of the house. Yeah. And then on the. I said, maybe I, 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 we're going to wrap. That would probably be if I had to differentiate, I, maybe for me professionally, I thought, you know, like PMP, um, very kind of a generalist certification, I think. Um, so a lot of tech certifications, like I'll use, like, you know, for me, the Salesforce industry are much more hard skill specific. I mean, you know, you may not have a ton of commercial experience, but they, if you had that certification, you know, like, you should have been able to demonstrate, you know, specific hard skills too. So maybe that is also, you know, is it, a, I'm going to say, is it a generalist certification or is it a, uh, you know, a kind of a pointed hard skill type certification? And I think those more pointed hard skill certifications are probably more useful to a lot of transitioners. Yeah. Yeah, no, great. And and I think you summed it up best. And, and even with the MBA is, is, you're the first person I ever heard say MBA is a generalist. And then I, I sit here and I think about it and I go, well, wow, it really is a generalist yeah. because you, you, there, there's, there's certain, there's concentrations, I guess, in, in many MBA programs and even off of those, it, you start to have to look into, you know, like one thing that interests me is marketing. So I said, I looked up MBA programs with marketing concentration mm-hmm. and I started looking up, well, why don't I just get a master's in marketing and, yep. and go, go after, go after marketing if that's what I want to do. So that, that, um, that generalist mentality to sit back and think, why am I doing this? And, and how is it benefiting me hard skill versus overall education and growth? Uh, I think it's something to, to definitely consider on both yeah. the certification and the, and the education side. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. At the end of the day. Right. I mean, it's it's I would say like, there, you know, at, at the end of the day. Right. There, there, there's no there won't be anything that's your silver bullet. It's it's just one more round in the magazine. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, um, hey, I want to give you a few moments to to, you know, plug yourself, plug any other organizations, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, anything else you want to state any any tips you know top transitioning tips or something for for service members before we before we uh, head out yeah hey well i wish i had any uh top tips uh but it's i don't know silver work, bullet work, work, yeah silver work bullet really you've been talking about you still yeah. hiding it back yeah here's the magic thing uh, just work really hard you and i were talking i, I probably got up at you know like learning to code right i mean i got up at 4 30 and i there's a lot of nights and weekends um, over, you know, a long period. But, hey, so if you, anybody, you know, if you want to connect with me, have questions, hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, Brooks Johnson. Can't be too many of us. Brooks is kind of an uncommon first name. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the Salesforce's veteran training program, VetForce. Um, 
just, I mean, Google VetForce, you know, Salesforce veterans, uh, fantastic free training program. Uh, you put in the work, you'll be able to take classes that would cost thousands of dollars or cost your employer thousands of dollars, um, you know, for free. Uh, and the other organization that I am a, uh, a participant in is Operation Code, which is, again, for veterans that are interested in finding a career in the tech industry, not necessarily just as coders, but, uh, you know, a lot, there's so many, you know, pro project managers. Uh, that was the other thing I learned is even with my PMP, maybe I, I really didn't want to be a project manager anyway. Yep. Like, oh, those guys just, those guys just go to meetings all day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, vet force and, uh, operation code, I think are, uh, two really great resources because I would say, I would say probably the most important thing you can do is find other veterans that have gotten to where you want to go. And they, they almost always, there's a professional group, right? I mean, I know yep. that, but I, I have no doubt there's veterans in accounting and veterans in pharma. Join that group, uh, figure out how they got there. And, you know, like Operation Code, tons of veterans that have successful second careers in tech and also a lot of people that maybe they weren't veterans, but they're, they are, you know, they are very experienced and they're there to help. So if uh, not, a, you know, that would be a, probably one of the most valuable things you could do is find some sort of group related to the industry you're in uh, for veterans and, and join it. Yeah, absolutely. Connect, you know, it goes back to networking and, and you know, you, you will get, you know, and I use LinkedIn as an example, you will connect with somebody, send a message, and they'll never talk to you again the rest of your life. And, you know, that there's reasons for that, yep. um, you know, uh, and, you know, don't, I guess, don't take it to heart. And, and all it really takes is one, <laughs> at, one at the end of the day, you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you're going to apply for jobs. So you're going to apply for jobs where you thought, like, I love them, they love me, and you are never going to hear back, you know. Yeah, so it's just, it's, it's nature Part of the of game. It. But you will find a mentor or, it, or somebody out there that will that will help you and specifically veteran. You know, I, that's what I did. I researched veteran, you know, aviator, veteran army aviation yeah. in, in GE aviation specifically. And then just started messaging people um, to learn, you know, learn about GE, learn about where how they transitioned, how what their fit was, what our skills are you know skills were and how they yeah. translated and it went from there so it didn't it, it took a big thing is i i would say is it took time you know i i my first when i started networking with ge it was a year before i got out and then i got my job offer basically a year after um mm -hmm. so i had i had had a first time job in between there uh and it, and it took time it, you know it for the right position the right opportunity um but if you keep plugging away that hard work yep. um you know, and that networking, it's going to pay off eventually. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I started really planning for my transition two years before I retired. Um, I, you know, I'm in three, now it's three years. So let's say that's a five-year time period. And I mean, I still, I still feel like I'm transitioning, right? You know, yep. so Absolutely. it's not just you hang up the boots and, and it's done. You know? Yeah, for sure. So, Hey, uh, Brooks, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming and awesome. uh, stopping by. And I think there's some valuable points uh, that will help some people out there. Great. Thanks for talking to me, Ryan. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Lay up. Lay up. Lay up. Hi ho, lock and load.
like to say thanks again for Brooks for joining and, and carrying on a great conversation and hopefully giving you, the military transitioner, some good points and some good methods to go out and plan your transition and plan your education and uh, really plan on, on the next step and in your military transition to your civilian career and what to go after, what to tackle, and what makes sense for you. Because that's what it's all about, understanding how, how each one of these degrees or MBAs or certifications, what, your, what the intent is out of it, and, and what skills you have, and what industry you're trying to get into, uh, so you can wrap it all up into, into one path that's a bit more uh, clear and a, and a bit more streamlined than it is just throwing darts and, and hoping something sticks, so to speak, or, or become continuing that jack of all trade, master of none. So uh, thanks again for Brooks for, for sharing a great conversation, some great insights, and hopefully that helps somebody like you out there and we get to leave that foxhole better for the next person.